Um, all right, we're ready to do this. I think so. Mm-hmm. Just dive in. I was like cringing when I was thinking of the stuff. God, there is a bug in here. And I was thinking of all the stupid shit that I've done over the years. <laughs> yeah, it was either yeah. like, oh. oh, I could talk for hours, or oh, yeah, I, I was like having a hard time coming up with one or mm-hmm. less than a million. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Not what they say about alcoholics: one drink yes. is not enough. Wait, yes. one drink is too many. A million is not a million's enough. A million's not enough. Yeah. I'm yep. a mistakeaholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, it sounds like part of, like Sex in the City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like that, I was mistakeaholic. We are strong. We are invincible. But sometimes we're real dum-dums. I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. This week, we're discussing times when maybe all of our brain power melted away and we became made some extremely dumb mistakes that cost us some dinero. In the words of Bridget Butler, oops, LOL. <laughs> I had to tell her to stop saying that. I was like, you have to stop saying oops, LOL. Um, I'm joined by two of the smartest people I know in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, my name is Anne. <laughs> and I'm a, what did we say it was? Mistakeaholic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. <laughs> in Detroit, Michigan, it's a Meredith Van Harn, which I spelled with like four N's. Thank you very much. That is my name. And I'm also a mistakeaholic. Hi, Meredith. Hi. I am, I am as well. As usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, uh, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, I'll take us into small talk. Um, obviously, I was off the show last week. Okay, I'll tell you why I was off the show. It was like my body just gave out. I mean, I wasn't sick or anything, but last week is the first week of school, which was fine. Just as like an early, it just is a lot. And then I had boring work stuff. Like I just had to get this pitch done and then it was like dinners and whatever. I had to pretend like I was fancy. And in fact, there was a dinner tonight and they're like, do you want to go? I'm like, no, I can't go. I have to record. I have more important things going on. But <clears throat> anyway, at the end of the week, I had made this plan and I had said this, um, you know, before where I make plans and I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. And then as it gets closer, I'm like, oh shit. And actually this one I was very excited about. It just was like a week where everything was getting on top of me. And I was like, oh God, and now I have to travel. Um, well, so I have some friends from college. We're called the best friends club kind of as a joke, but also <laughs> original. <true. laughs> and wow, um, how'd you come up with that? That's so weird. You're so random. It's so random. Um, but we, it's, it's just, it was my college roommate, Rachel and my friend Maggie, Steve Martin's cousin and my friend Rosemary and Rosemary's, um, family has a cabin kind of in ruralish Tennessee outside of Nashville. So she was like, let's go. And they had all met up a few times and I just was never able to go. And this was like the one weekend I was like, you know what? I actually think I can do this. Let's go. And I found a decent ticket to Nashville, um, flew out there. My flight was at six forty in the morning, which is no. again one of the, it's again one of those times where I'm like, that's fine. And that's no. my preferred so time to fly. I love no, it. No. 
Oh. But then, well, the problem is right now is that the Austin airport is just like a shit show. It was actually not terrible, but they put the fear of God in you. Like, you need to get there three hours early. So I'm like, I'm doing the backtracking. Like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. Anyway, get there. It's fine. My flight was actually fine. No big deal. Uh, met Maggie. She was waiting for me. She flew in from Jacksonville. We met up at the airport. We got into the car with Rosemary and Rachel. They had already, actually, obviously, Rosemary already lives there. Rachel had already gotten in. We drive out to Rosemary's um, cabin, and it's a little cabin. It's very cute, um, like small quarters, but right on the lake. The only problem is, is they, her family had sold their pontoon boats. So she was like, yeah, we don't have it anymore. So I actually rented a boat. Um, so we're like, oh yeah, that's great. No big deal. Whatever. Let's, let's, you know, go out there. So Saturday morning we wake up, we drive, it's about like an hour drive. So go out to the cabin and it's pretty like threatening weather. Like it, so I look at the weather app and it's like, okay, it's, it's going to start raining, but it's going to be done by 1130. We're like, fantastic. That's awesome. So we get there, it's pouring rain. Well, Rosemary, like goes into where they had given these very specific instructions, like go a mile and a half over a body of water. And then you're, I mean, it was so country. Then you're going to get to the office and it's going to say open blinking, come in there and we'll give you the key. We're like, okay, these are so such specific instructions. So we get in and it's pouring and the guy's like, well, just come, you know, if you want to hang around here, there's a, there's a pearl museum right down the way and you Ooh. can go hang out there until it stops raining. And we're like, okay, well, we just decided to drive around I'm like I don't really care about a pearl museum we get there we drive around we kind of I don't know kill some time get back the office is closed and they say they're not going to be back until three at this point it's like noon <laughs> like okay what are we supposed to do well apparently everybody was down at the pearl museum <laughs> go down the- <laughs> it's like they want us to go to the pearl museum we go to the pearl museum which is like a combo gift shop it's not a museum i'm sorry pearl you're saying like 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 the yes well because i was like like the beer or something and they're like no like we 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 harvest pearls or whatever they go there's like freshwater pearls or something or yes freshwater pearls yes no i was new at learning this as well i was like okay i didn't know that the tennessee river had um freshwater pearls but okay um so we go in and as rosemary said and rosemary is from not rural Tennessee, but she's from Springfield, Tennessee, which is a good like 30 to 45 minutes outside of Nashville. And it's about as like small town kind of as you get. So she's used to characters. And she said, everybody here has the weirdest vibe. Like it is like, <laughs> are we going to get murdered? Like we might get murdered, but like, it's very weird. And we were all kind of laughing. Like this is something is off. I don't, we don't know, but something just feels odd. So we finally get keys to the boat. Um, by the way, there's also a museum that, or there, I'm sorry, there's a video that they had made um, about the Pearl Museum or digging for pearls or whatever, diving for pearls that they really wanted us to watch. We're like, maybe later. And we just kind of <laughs> run out, get the boat. This, so, okay, so we're waiting for the boat. This sweet boy with a very, like, if Rory had a speech impediment, this kid who was like in his 20s has a worse speech impediment, which is fine. He's like, getting the boat ready for us. As we're waiting on the dock, next to a boat... Have you ever seen the movie Captain Ron? Yes. <laughs> okay. That movie, not a great movie, but, like, no. he's fixing up this old-ass, like, rickety, rusty boat. We were next to... Like, that boat was next to us. This huge boat that was, like, if you looked at it, you would get tetanus. And we're like, okay, that's not our boat. But... So they're pulling the pontoon around. As they're doing that, this man comes over with a mallet 
and like a meat hook or like <laughs> something. <laughs> I can't remember exactly the tools he had in his hand. And he um, just kind of like saddling up to us. Honestly, he wasn't a bad looking guy, but like menacing nonetheless. L- didn't have a shirt on, kind of like wet cargo shorts. He starts talking to us, where are you guys from? And we were like, oh, I, you know, I'm from Austin. She's from Nashville. She's from Raleigh. She's from Jacksonville. And he just squares in on Maggie, who's from Jacksonville. Have you ever been on the St. John's River? And Maggie's like, "Uh uh-huh. And he said, about how deep is it? She's like, you know, I don't know. And he's like, about how wide is it? She's like, you know, it's pretty big, but I don't don't really know. Could you double body? (laughs) I know. And, I mean, Maggie's a good BSer, so she could kind of keep up with his bizarre questions. Um, he just kind of keeps going on. Finally, the guy comes up with the pontoon and we're like, okay, see you later. Goodbye. And he said, well, when you get back, watch the Pearl video. And oh we're like, God. okay, <laughs> okay, okay, great. Bye. So we get on the boat. We have our like drinks. We're having a good time. They said, be careful of the sandbar. We can't tell you exactly where it is, but it's out there. We're like, okay. So we go rolling around. We're having a good time. And then all of a sudden we look and they're just these dark ass clouds. And we're like, fuck, is it going to rain again? So we're out there for, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. Um, uh, like, you know, it starts to rain a little bit, but we're, uh, we were like, whatever, we're in water. Who cares if it's raining? And it was warm enough. It didn't really matter. But then it started lightning and thundering. And Rosemary was like, we just can't be out here. We got to go back. So we go back in. We're like, well, that was sort of like, you know, we spent a lot of money and we knew that they weren't going to give it back to us. They would maybe give us a rain check, but who cares? Because we don't live there. Um, and we get back deliver the boat we're like all right let's go find something else to do uh the guy comes back whatever his name is he's like well i guess you couldn't stay out there long we're like no we really couldn't and he said why don't you go watch the pearl video (laughs) rachel under her breath goes i'm not watching the goddamn pearl video (laughs) i couldn't look at rosemary for rosemary somebody who if i just like look at her face and she's smirking about something it'll make me start to like laugh so i just had to like keep my back to her because i could feel her smiling behind me Anyway, he then started to tell us about how Biden outlawed cash and, like, money, like, paper money and coins and stuff. And we're going to go into stores, and there's just going to be barcodes, and we're not going to know how much anything is. Um, That is the weirdest conspiracy theory, because, like, who fucking cares? He was like, look on the YouTubes. Look on the Facebooks. You're going to see. That's how it is. And it was just, like, obviously, I live in Texas. It is conservative, but I'm in my little, like liberal bubble here this was like true blue like wacko conspiracy theorist wild 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 stuff so it was i mean we escaped there we did not see the goddamn video we were like we gotta go by that's probably good i bet it was the video from the ring and you would have been cursed (laughs) in fact maggie thought she found the video and she sent it to our like our group chat and rachel goes i've seen the ring i'm not watching it (laughs) um but we did say like so if, if we were in a horror movie, would this guy be, like, the person you think is going to kill you, but actually it's the guy that, like, was giving us the boat? Is that who actually was going to kill yeah, us? Yeah, this guy would probably save your life. <laughs> I know. He's got his mallet and his meat yeah. hook. Well, he's clearly uh, the red herring. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's going to be, like, the mild-mannered, <laughs> quiet boat guy. guy. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, then, you know, we just went home. We're laughing about it. And just, it was so, it was so, so weird. But I did, um, the next day we went back to Nashville and I met up with my sister, which was really nice. And my nieces and I hung out with them for a little bit. So it was a good, it was a good trip. I mean, by the end I was, I, I did the double dummy thing. I 
left super early and my flight didn't get in until like 1030 and I had to work the next day. So no. I'm dumb on all accounts, but it was a really fun trip and I was, I hadn't seen um, Rachel or Maggie for like five years. So it was, it was good to check back in with them. And it's, it's like those kind of friends where, you know, we all have gone in different life Whatever. We've done different things, but it's kind of like right when we're back together, we're like back in college. Oh, one last thing that I totally forget about. We, okay, we're also, we're the best friends club, one, but two, we all have Spice Girl names. <laughs> I, I don't know. know that's <laughs> this group of friends. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we had Chatty, which is Rosemary. Um, what Maggie's Fickle Spice, and I'm Dolly Spice. So <laughs> it was, it was really fun. We had a good time. I'm glad you didn't get murdered. No, I know. Thank God. In Camden, Tennessee. I mean, the Wi-Fi was so, or not the Wi-Fi, like the signal was so bad that it was really, it was Murderville. Like I was ready. I was ready. It would have been the sandbar that got you, I bet. I know. Well, and there was another thing. It was like, be careful of the barges because a couple of people got killed out there last week. And I'm like, (sighs) what? I don't even, I don't understand boat rules. Like I don't understand what's going on. You needed someone with a boater's license like me. Mm, Apparently. I know. I needed (laughs) you out there. But does a Michigan boater's license work in Tennessee? Can, can you practice Ooh. boating? Interstate. Good uh, question. License. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the one, the last thing I'll say, the one funny thing that we did that Rosemary and I were like, I, I like couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. We decided to listen to the three most popular train songs, like Train the Band. Oh, <laughs> no. How much were you drinking? Not that much, because Rosemary and I used to laugh at how dumb the lyrics were. God, they're and, like the how worst. They're so dumb and how we know like every word to them. And we're like, why do we know all the words to these songs? It's like, it's the best soil latte that you Stop it. Stop it right now or I will turn this podcast around. Train is one of the few bands that I actively dislike. Like yeah. so there's bad. stuff that I'm not into, but whatever. The song will yeah. be over in three and a half minutes. Train, I will get up and you know <laughs> really, make it a stop. I think that was Maggie because Rosemary and I were like cackling. We were laughing so hard. She was like, "One more, let's play Meet Virginia." <laughs> so, uh, Maggie was like, "That's not funny." Anyway, great time had by all. It was it was a good it was a good trip. Well, as soon as I'm finished barfing over here, all yeah. thanks to the mailbag. <laughs> Ugh. I need to rinse that train feeling out of my mouth. Gross. That's soy latte. Tell me. Taste out of your mouth. Did Venus blow your mind? I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> hey, soul sister, is that Mr. Mister on the well, we, we did end up playing uh, Mr. Mister, though, so that Ugh. was kind of funny. Because she was like, is, she, is he saying, like, like, the band of Mr. Mr. And I was like, I think so. So we started playing that on Spotify. Stupid. Yes. My mom has a friend who told me that she would absolutely get on top of Pat Monahan. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. The train guy. I mean, she's almost 70 by now. She told me this 10 years ago, but it was still gross at the time. Uh, uh, I don't need to is, think about that. No. He talks about his untrimmed chest. So I don't want to think about that. Yeah. That's, that's nope. a lyric. That is a lyric. Nope. Nope, nope. Anyway, moving on, scrubbing the eyes of my brain out. (laughs) Let us, why don't we do Ted's voice memo first uh, from from our dear friend, Ted the Tangent Man. Yes. Um, And he really has taken this mantle on himself, so this is not us hanging it on him, uh, sent us a voice memo this week, and let's hear what Ted has to say. Hey, it's Ted from Chicago. 
Um, so I bet you're expecting um, something about travel, but I don't really travel much. I'm, I'm more of a camper. Uh, honeymoon was backpacking out west, and it's just been more of the same since then. So not much to say about travel. Um, so today I'm Mr. Tangent. You mentioned, you know, when you're recommending things, uh, Hillary, you know, is a, is a teen romance enthusiast, and and so am I. And uh, you know, it's you know, I've been a long time reader, heavy reader of a lot of different stuff. You know, really focused on sci-fi when I was a little nerd. Um, I think libraries are all that is good and right with the world. And I really despise the assholes who are trying to ruin them. But anyways, um, what I really liked about libraries was, uh, you know, kind of a curated selection of books in whatever you're interested in, you know, history or, or whatever. I mean, the librarians, you know, wade through all the crap. And what's left over is a, a good selection of stuff. I mean, while it's nice to have every book known to mankind in Amazon, that's kind of the problem. There's too much stuff to look at. Um, it's, it's really hard to kind of find a new stuff sometimes, you know? It's like, it's like there's too much choice, I guess. And it's just impossible to try everything. So I kind of, at my library, they had a really great, you know, young adult section. And so I started, I started to read and, you know, this is later in my life after I kind of got out of my sci-fi focus and, um, you know, just started to read a couple teen romances and then got into, you know, the whole John Green thing with Fault in Our Stars and Paper Towns and Looking for Alaska. And they started making movies about some of these. And, uh, so I just... I was really interested. They're, they're, you know, a lot of really good stories, some really good authors, and they're kind of, you know, uh, just pleasant reading, you know, some kind of, you know, mostly happy endings. You know, it's kind of enjoyable reading when the shittiness of the world can get you down a bit. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to read. Um, so anyways, there was this one book. It was a collection of short stories by you know, young adult authors. And it was called My, My True Love Gave to Me. And it was all kind of winter-focused stories. And there were some really fun stories in there. And um, so I really liked them. I actually went and bought a copy of the book. Um, and then I guess it must have been okay because then they made a second series uh, that was just, uh, you know, sort of called Summer Days and Summer Nights. And it was the same idea. You know, 12 stories by young adult authors, you know, all, pretty much all love stories, um, you know, but this time in a, all set during summertime. And there's a bunch of good stories in there, too, but one of them really tickled my fancy because it was like a sci-fi teen romance, you know. It was called uh, The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And, you know, so this kind of was, you know, lit all my, <laughs> lit all my interest up at the same time. And it's like a, a time loop story, like like Groundhog Day, you know, where the experience the same day over and over, and um, and it's like now there's there's two people doing the loop, not not just one. And um, you know, what do you do if you have endless time if you have the, you know, the same day over over and over, you know? And this little young nerd, who's the one of the characters in the story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> tries to read his way through the sci-fi section of the library. And it's like, well, I, I, since I attempted something similar when I was a, when I was a boy, 
Um, that really kind of struck me, that little detail of the story. But it's, it's a really fun story, not, not the greatest story or ever, ever or anything like that, you know. But it was a, a, a fun little read, and there was a bunch of decent stories in that collection. So that was like, you know, five, six years ago at least. Um, and I actually bought an audio uh, audiobook of that one because, uh, you know, when you're out driving, you know, there's nothing more great than, um, than just listening to, you know, you've got hours to kill. You know, an audiobook really works well. You know, I don't know how many times I've listened to World War Z, uh, the zombie, the zombie book, you know, during long car trips. If you got, you know, five, six, eight hours to burn, you know, an audiobook really will do it. Um, but anyways, so there's a little story. And then I found out that fucker Bezos at Amazon Prime made a movie of Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And the author got to do the screenplay. I, I, not an author I was familiar with. Uh, uh, Lev Grossman, I guess he's had another series of books. Kind of a Harry Potterish, you know, kind of thing, I guess. So he had some success. And they were, you know, just this little time we live in where little movies like they used to make back in the 80s and 90s couldn't get made. And, um, God, when I found out they made a movie of this thing and it was available on streaming, I was like, holy shit, this is so great. And it was a great movie. They made some changes, but they're all better changes, you know, and I, it was just really cool anyways. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why that, that kind of struck me when, um, when you mentioned Hillary and the, the teen romance, but, um, that was sort of a. A neat happening that that really tickled me, and um, I hope uh, I hope you're all doing well. And uh, thanks again for doing the show. I really enjoy listening to you guys every Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, I really appreciate you you uh, taking the time to do this. It's really awesome. Thank you again. Uh, thank you, Ted, very much. Yes. I actually wrote down the map of tiny perfect things, which yeah. I'm going to check out because it sounds. I'll take a Ted recommendation. And okay. uh, and you said written by Lev Grossman. I was like, that does sound familiar. So he wrote the Magicians, the series, which was also made into a television show that I think right. I I watched a bunch of. It's a not to be too reductive, but it's like a grown-up Harry Potter. Like, Harry Potter okay. goes to college, kind of. They're college students learning to mm. use magic. Are they and sexier? It, uh, yes. <laughs> if I recall, it's been a few years, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but there is kind of a weird sexuality to it. Yeah. That made me slightly uncomfortable, but <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah. So, like, okay. Yeah, I think The Magicians is what Lev Grossman really made his money on, obviously. But I am absolutely game to check out some of his other things. And we can Same. just not talk about Ted and his backpacking preferences for vacation. Oh, I know, Ted. You need to, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> Jeremy is not far from here. You need to go. I'm glad you married a woman who was okay with a backpacking honeymoon. Because I would not, not. have been. Uh, no. Yep. No. Be like annulled. <laughs> Is Bye. there convenient indoor plumbing? Nope. <laughs> then we are turning this car around. Yeah. Gonna... Bye bye. <laughs> I know. This weekend, I was like, <clears throat> the cabin that we went to had one bathroom, which I knew I'd been there before, but I was like, this is. 
I, this is hard with three with three people yeah. in it. I don't know if I want to do it. was fine. But it just just one indoor bathroom is like sometimes limiting to me. I need two. Mm-hmm. We're very spoiled. My first house was a one bathroom and the people who used to live there was a couple and three little boys. Mm. That is psychotic. Yes. That's people did that. Yep. I had a roommate in college who had three sisters. So the four girls and their mom shared a bathroom and then their dad had a bathroom, which oh. I oh, how nice uh, guess. But when we were living together, it was in a dorm situation where we each had our teeny weeny little like eight by eight bedrooms. And then there was a common area and a shared bathroom. And the bathroom, you know, had a stall in it. And she would think absolutely nothing of like coming in there and chatting with you while you were trying to do your business. Oh, no. <laughs> because no. she was just so used to sharing a bathroom space with other women. And I was yeah. like, Please, I'm comfortable I, with it. I don't want to talk to you when I'm on the toilet. I don't want to talk to you <laughs> no. when I'm in the shower. Can we just wait and have this conversation in the living room? <laughs> please, please. Uh, yeah. God, having roommates. I Rachel reminded me <clears throat> that because I was changing like in the middle of the because it was when I say it's a small cabin, it was probably 800 square feet. Like it was small and I like was just changing into my bathing suit in the middle. I was like, sorry guys. And Rachel was like, Oh no, I remember when we first moved together, you were like, I'm just going to be naked and you have to deal with it. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I was really a bitch when I first did. And she was not like that. She was like, okay, I guess. Oh, God. Hey, it was probably a good experience for her. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. A little more body freedom. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, let us move on to last week's answers to question. Well, answers to last week's question of the week. Finally, wrapping up our travel uh, series on the show. Where is your favorite place you visited? Which I hate the syntax of that I know. question, yeah, but good. I can't figure out how to say it better than that. So I guess that's just what we're going with. And we got some great answers on the Facebook group from Jennifer. She says, oh, gosh. I might would say, I might would say Budapest, but I adore New York and my family loves Tulum. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is Mexico. So yeah. I have a few shrug emoji, shrug emoji. <laughs> yeah, those are opposite ends of the spectrum there, Jennifer. Yes. yes. Uh, Amanda says Puerto Vallarta. Classic. Love it. Yes. Jessica's was very interesting. Ashland, Oregon for the Shakespeare Festival. Wonderful food, beautiful nature. And the best theater I've ever seen. Wow. I could get into that. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's really fun. I've never been, obviously, but I've heard it's really cool. When you see Shakespeare done right, it's yes. it's pretty it's, good. It's pretty good. And when you see it done poorly, which is 95% of the time, you're like, oh. Yep. yep. And you're like, can can you talk like real people? But not to get into too big of a tangent, I'm Tangent Woman. But that's <laughs> why I like the Kenneth Branagh adaptations of the Shakespeare works is because he has the ear for making the lines sound like real conversation. Not just like I'm reciting yes, the same I'm that reciting I lines. No. Yes. Yeah. They, the characters speak with each other quite naturally and they seem to really yeah. get into an understanding of the dialogue and he really highlights the um nastiness yes. of Shakespeare. Why did I they say are it pretty that way? dirty. Shakespeare was dirty. Dang. Yeah. It was not a highbrow entertainment and nope. we seem to have lost that in the translation. Um but yeah, I would be down to see some some good Shakespeare. Uh, Kirby yeah. says Chincoteague, Virginia to see the wild ponies I read about as a kid. 
Ah, well, Kirby is a horse girl. I had my horse girl phase, but it didn't last very long. No, no, I didn't. I I like horses, but yeah, yeah, not, not, it seemed very uh, expensive and labor intensive. Yeah, my mom had a horse for a while, which sort of shocks me to think about it uh, now because she doesn't seem like a horse person, but she was at one time. Uh, Kenneth says, I think Mackinac Island is a great place to visit in the summer. You can see Lake Michigan and Huron from the island. The Mackinac Bridge, which connects the two peninsulas, is five miles long and beautiful. The island itself has no cars, great fudge, and the Grand Hotel, which has a massive deck. You won me at great fudge, Ken. Yes. <laughs> also yes. lots of horse poop since there's no cars available. Mm, different kind of fudge. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Mackinac Island really is gorgeous. I love it. And I used to go all the time when I was a kid. And I haven't been in quite a while. And I'm trying to talk Gregory into going one of these how, summers. How long does it take to get from where you are? Oh, uh, five, six hour drive. Okay. All right. It's up there. It's not so, terrible, but yeah. So if there's no cars allowed, do you drive the car over and park it and leave it? Or leave the car before you drive? You leave the car over? and then you take a ferry over to oh, the wow. actual island. Okay. Well, then the bridge that connects the two peninsulas, how do you do that? That's do you a different, cycle it? That's a different thing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, interesting. Oh, cool. Is there plumbing? Yes. <laughs> then we're on. Uh, Rosemary just says Finland. Um, it's funny because... This is the rosemary that I just went on a trip with, and she, we were, she on her honeymoon. She went to Iceland and Finland, and she said she thought Finland was very cool. And I, you know, am constantly um, obsessed with Sana 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 Marin, the prime minister, who's like the hot prime minister. And I'm like, she's me as a prime minister because she likes to go like <laughs> dancing with her friends. And I'm like, yeah, girl, get it. Um, but I've heard Helsinki is very cool. That's what she said. So. You know. I'd like to go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I didn't explain that very well. Mackinac Island is a, is one thing. And then the bridge, Mackinac Bridge connects the upper and lower peninsulas. Oh, okay. I Mackinac Island that. is like a s- island slightly to the east of the upper peninsula, the, the very southern end of the upper peninsula. Okay. I see. Got it. I see. So really, it's just Ken who's confusing the issue here. Not you. Yeah, it's let's just blame it on Mackinac. Ken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I knew Lane would come in with something good. She says, Chilean Patagonia, specifically uh, Torres, Torres del Paina. That's <laughs> so. I've never, I do, you don't usually see that combination of. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not named after Alexander Payne, but you never know. <laughs> uh, National Park. It's the most spectacular place I've ever seen, but navigating the park is not for everyone. Edited to add, while in Chilean Patagonia, I also rem- recommend a visit to Isla Magdalena to see the penguins. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, that would be penguins. really cool. Yes. Uh, yes. I would like to go to Chile sometime. That would be totally. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily says, oh, such a good question. Well, and I think I'll regret my answer as soon as I give it. But I think Edinburgh and Turtle Inn and Placencia in Belize. Mm. Well, those are are there turtles? Different. Hopefully. Turtles there better be. Pff, otherwise. Better be. What's the point? One star Yelp review. No turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Daniel says the Getty Villa in Malibu. It's a museum that's a reproduction of a first century Roman villa in 
Herculaneum, and it's set far back enough in the trees and up a hill by the Pacific so that any other civilization is blocked out, including traffic noise. Gardens, fountains, statues, frescoes, and lots of antiquities on display. It's just a lovely place to imagine living in that ancient world. That sounds so cool. Sounds nice. There's actually a lot of those kind of large estates in California, it seems like. I've been to a couple... Yep. Um, when I've been bumming around there that are very, you know, like, um, uh, the former estate of a shipping magnet that's yes. now turned mm-hmm. into gardens and a museum and stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's all super interesting. <laughs> Joellen says Christie's guest bedroom. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and you have also stayed there as well. I have stayed in, in Christie's guest bedroom a number of times. The bed is very nice. <laughs> I will, but Christie's guest bathroom, the mirror is too low for a tall woman, <laughs> and it cuts off my head at about the eyebrows, so uh, I can't seem to do my hair. the Hillary Christie height, which is 5'4". Right, right. Yeah, perfect for you guys. Not so good for me and Meredith, but you know, so I'm yes. going to mention that in the review. <laughs> Ding. You get a half a star off for uh, mirror placement. Anne says, I have very strong feelings about the National Immigration Museum at Ellis Island. I haven't been able to change my Facebook cover photo from the shot I took entering the Great Hall in 10 years. And there was some conversation about that in the thread about, you know, getting getting feelings, quote unquote, capital F feelings about going there. And I can totally understand that. Yeah. Um, one of the, I don't know, is it? part of our better nation that we let people come through there to enter the country or is it part of our worst natures that we were so shitty about it yeah it just reminds me of Cher because I just watched not Cher the singer but Cher and Clueless where she was like it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no but I agree I mean yeah I think it was probably pretty awful but uh, yeah, like you said, it's awe-inspiring and terrible. Like, change your name, but here you go. Yep, yep. Gene uh, says Yosemite. I agree with that. Yosemite is pretty spectacular. Uh, Linda says, my childhood friend lives in Zurich. When I visited her with four other gals, she drove us up into the Alps where we had a picnic lunch as bell-wearing cows walked by us. Then we took a gondola up to the top and saw all the countries around us. Heavenly. Oh, and Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that sounds amazing. It sounds very Heidi-esque. It sounds beautiful. It's great. It's, you know, having lived there for a number <laughs> yeah. of years, it's it's exactly like she says. You can get up into the country very quickly where there's the little, like, brown chalets and then there's cows with truly massive bells just, like, walking <laughs> down the streets, herding down from the lower pastures to the upper pastures or vice versa. It's cool. It's very cool. You're like, oh, this is a real thing. Yeah. It's not just like the stuff of novels. It's mm-hmm. actually something that happened. And, and not stuff that ended in the 50s. Yes. You know, it's yes. still present to this day. Uh, Laura says, so many choices. I just got back from Morocco and it was fantastic. <sighs> Sounds hot, Laura. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go with New Zealand. Beautiful, varied landscape, nice roads, and wine. I want to go to New Zealand so badly. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't Zealand. want, I want to teleport there. I just don't yeah, want to. I know. Yes. Yeah. yes, I want to teleport to New Zealand. Why is Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all those shitty people 
wasting their time trying to fly to the moon when they could be working on the they teleporter. Don't care about us. Come on. I would pay money for that. I'm not paying $200,000 to go up in our rocket for 30 seconds. No, thanks. No. Um, Anne Louise says, this is a really hard question. I'm going with Belgium. The thatched roofs, train stations, flowers, beer, cheese, moule frites. Okay, I'm trying here. Two languages, and it's such a compact country. I've never thought about Belgium, but... That's where some of my either. family is from. Oh, wow. I'd be willing to go there. Absolutely. My mom's mom was born there and mm. speaks Belgian, and which is kind of French, and then also Dutch. Wow. Um, is Belgian different from Flemish? Or is that uh, the same thing? I think that's kind of a type of Dutch, but oh gosh, don't quote me on that. Oh. I just like the word Flemish. I do too. It's kind of uh, gross, but interesting as it's well. A, yeah, just divorce it from, <laughs> from Flegum. She died when I was like 13, and by the time I was like able to make memories she was kind of she had dementia and she would like go in and out of different languages and my my grandfather was welsh and so she spoke um celtic and wow (laughs) like all the yeah it was a lot so i i rarely knew what she was talking about so maybe she spoke flemish and i don't know (laughs) it's hard to tell (laughs) uh rest in peace grandma yep uh, Anne Louise, oh no, I did Anne Louise. Uh, Colian says, Scotland is still my favorite place. I just got to go back to Edinburgh, but I love the whole country. It's pretty cool. I've never it's been pretty- to Scotland. I've gotten as far north as York in England, but we never uh, quite made it across the border. And when you went to York, did you go to the like, museum where it was like, this is what it was like during, yep. you know? I can still smell the smell that it smelled. Yep. Like, I, like sometimes I'll like get a whiff and I'm like, it smells like the York Museum down here. <laughs> and it's sort of this... Not bad, but well, I mean, it's not good, but it's just this very particular yeah, it's, smell. Would you say sort of thick? Yes, very thick, thick very <laughs> thick. Um, when we when I went to Europe, we started in Edinburgh, and it was it was during the military tattoo, like that all that, and it was I did kiss a boy in the military tattoo, and I remember this is again with Rachel. We were like with these boys that had the thickest Scottish bro. I, broke I guess and it, Rachel's really fair and he kept saying you look like a pal and she was like what are you saying and he was oh. trying to say she looks like a petal <laughs> and he kept saying she kept thinking he was saying you're pale and she was like I know I'm pale oh <laughs> uh, yeah Scotland's great and I just looked it up and yeah you're right D- Flemish is the version of Dutch that they speak there oh. uh, there's also French and German oh Oh, it's one of those places where everybody yes. speaks everything. Yep. And make us feel Such a like tiny country. Make us underachievers feel so... here. Yep. Um, uh, Kristen says, too many. I will say that while Alaska was never on my list of places to go before I die, it was amazing. We only got to see some of the state, but I would definitely recommend. I do cruise. I'm not yeah. super into yeah. cruises in general, but it seems to me that that might be the most efficient way to do it. When I was, I think I've told this, but when I was 16, you know, my grandmother, when she was alive, would take all the grandkids on a trip when they turned 16. And all of my cousins would do like, I want to go on a cruise to the Caribbean or whatever. And my mom said, tell grandma that you want, and it was always, it had to be within the United States, I guess not contiguous, because she said, tell 
or in North America, because she said, tell grandma that you want to go to Alaska, because when else are you going to go to Alaska? So we did a cruise to Alaska, which was super fun. I was like the youngest person on this cruise. My grandmother was one of the younger people on the cruises, <laughs> but, um, but it was super fun. And it was, I mean, we went in May, so it was it was chilly, but it was nice weather. I took a helicopter onto a glacier. It was very cool. It was very, very, very cool. Um, I would definitely go back in the summertime. I don't really want to go um, in the winter at all. I'd love to see the whales and stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And finally, Morgan says, toss up between Rome and Ubud, Bali. Hmm. Wow. Mm, Morgan, have you uh, visited our dream uh, overnight place, the little round hut at the end of the long pier over the crystal blue waters. I want to go. <laughs> the glass floor, please. I want to go. <sighs> you know, maybe we should make this happen. I know. That's the next, our next place. I tried to do that and I couldn't find a place like that. Like, they just don't exist. Ugh. Lame. Well, maybe we can find something that will... Give us an approximate experience. Or maybe they're done being, they were like all under construction and this was pre COVID and I haven't looked since then. So maybe like they spent, maybe they spent all that time fixing up their (laughs) floating huts. Mm. Uh, Let's hope. That would be lovely. Well, thank you everybody for those recommendations. So many places to go and see Mm -hmm. that I have not gone and seen. I know. I need more money. Me too. You need to be independently wealthy, guys. Yeah, how, I was how, made, how do we do that? I was made to be wealthy, know. and I'm just not, and that's frustrating. It's not fair. It's really unfortunate. Well, speaking of money, let's segue into medium talk here <laughs> uh, for a segment that I called the dumb dumb tax, which is stupid decisions we made that cost us money that we really should not have had to spend. And I, we've each come with a couple examples. I will start with the example that was the genesis of this, which is something that happened just a few weeks ago for me, which is that one evening I noticed that one of my living room electrical outlets stopped working. Not mm. the whole thing. And uh, when I was telling you guys about this on a Jambo call a few weeks ago, we had to go through the... I was like, what? what is it called? Is the whole thing an outlet or is each place where you plug in is that an outlet and we had to we figured out that where you plug in each one of those is called a receptacle so it was a two receptacle outlet and the upper receptacle worked and the lower receptacle just stopped working and I had never had anything like this happen before and it was during the heyday of the mousening So I was extremely paranoid (laughs) that there were like hundreds of mice running around in my walls and what eating your wiring, chewing on wires. (laughs) And also it's the outlet happens to be on an outside wall, an exterior wall that it's, I mean, it's inside the house. You know what I'm saying? It's on an exterior wall and we had had a ton of rain that week. So I was like, I don't know, maybe something got wet. I don't like this. And in the past, I would have spent a long time making myself anxious and trying to talk myself out of being anxious. You know, that conversation that it's fine, it's fine, but what yes. if it's not? But yes. it probably is. And I was like, nope, we're not going through this cycle again. I'm just going to call an electrician. So I called the electrician and he came out and his name was Carl. And we had a very nice conversation about being named Carl since my brother is named Carl. <laughs> And he looked at it and he put his little tester in it and the top one lit up green and the bottom one did not. And he was like, huh. 
and he went out and looked at the breakers and they were fine. And he came back and he said, so is there any chance that this could be a switched outlet? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> is there a chance? Sure. Yeah. There's always a chance. <laughs> I guess. And he walked over to the front door where there is a panel of three light switches. And one is the patio light. One is the foyer entrance light. And one is a light switch. I have never known what it does. And he flipped it on and the tester light went green. And I said, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like there is nothing that makes you feel more stupid. Yes. It just is like, ding, there it is. Oh, my God. And I said, as long as we're doing this, can you look at these two switches over here? I'm pretty sure that this is one is for the spare bedroom. But this other one, I also have never known what it's for. And he went and he flipped it over. Ding. Same receptacle. (laughs) Two switches for the same receptacle. That uh, is switched, so because there's fair. not a lot of overhead lighting, so it's for a lamp. So you can turn the lamp on at the switch, which I never even considered because I always turn the lamp on at the lamp. I know it's actually really liberating when you figure that out. You're like, wow, I never have to turn that off. I just have to flip a. Sw-. It's really yeah, fun. But if you ever weird. turn it off, then you flip the switch and you're like, oh no, it's broken, and then you have to go oh, and flip the thing and then turn the light switch. It's on been again. an argument in my family because somebody likes to go straight to the switch, and I'm like, you yeah. don't have to go to the switch anymore. Stop right. doing that. Well, it it just it's something that I guess I had just never touched it in the odd posi- the off position, left it in the off position, and I have a vague memory that when I was cleaning the couple of days before, and I was going to sweep and mop that little entryway, I went in and just like you know hit the lights, and I think I must have accidentally gotten that switch, and that was. What did it? So, luckily enough, this was uh, my friends over at uh, Hero Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, and now Electrical Services. <laughs> I had decided oh, I'll just call them for electrical services and see what it's like. So, as I am part of their Happy Homeowners Club, I do not have to pay the <laughs> service call charge, the $89 for that. But it was not reasonable <laughs> that I would pay nothing. And I said, can we please just like charge me the dummy charge or whatever? And he's like, hmm, well, we'll we'll just do a $50 general charge. That's about as low as he could get it. And frankly, that's a good minute's work to flip a switch and get 50 bucks (laughs) for it. Uh, and I just felt so stupid. I know. Like, come on. I, yeah. We're relatively intelligent yeah. people, right? And I just feel defeated and a dum-dum I when know. something like this happens to me. I know. You're just like, I am smart. I'm smart. I am. I did this. I'm not going to use it as an example, but and I did this almost exact same thing with the cable one time with the internet. I was like, oh, it's not working. And I had Comcast come out and they were like, oh, this thing just isn't plugged in. I was like, oh. Oh, I just thought of another one that I won't make a separate separate entry for. But it was the same sort of thing where I was driving home from somewhere and my hazard 
lights started flashing and I was like, oh my God, what is going on with my car? And I happened to be driving close to my mechanics. And so I pulled over and I was like, can you come out and look at this and why this thing? And he goes over and he's like, well, here. And he pushes the button that turns the hazard lights off. (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I I think I had been reaching over, like, my purse caught on the gear shift or something. I don't know. So I was reaching over to take it off. And I think, like, my elbow must have hit that. But, like, it didn't even register as a possibility. So I thought it was some problem with the car. So, first of all, I drove all the way to the garage with the hazard lights flashing. (laughs) (laughs) And then he came out and he was like, you mean this? Like, oh, god damn it. Although that didn't cost me any money, I will say. No, something. Just felt dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, more than anything, it's the dumbness than yeah. the money. Although the money is not no. great. But no. that feeling of having just proved yourself to be an idiot to the world is, is not one that I um, deal with very easily. No. I know. Uh, so I please, know. somebody else. Yeah. I've got Meredith, a really please. good one. Join me. Make me feel better about myself. This is awful, and I don't even want to admit it. But my brother had a a kind of a rough start in life, and he went through some stuff. And as he was kind of getting out of it, um, meaning getting out of prison for selling cocaine, he started a job, and it was a legitimate job. And I was like, great, awesome, let's support you. And what this job was was selling Kirby vacuum cleaners. Oh. And... I didn't know anything about this. I was probably 18 at the time, 18 or 19. And I was a broke college student, but he was selling these vacuum cleaners and he was like, do you want to buy one? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I'm a, I don't know. I'm 19. What do I, I um, and he's like, well, there's a finance plan. And I was like, why do you need a finance plan for a vacuum? But like he needed sales. And I was like, well, I guess so. I mean, I want to support him and I don't want him to deal drugs anymore. So, Okay. I guess so. So I bought a $1,000 vacuum. Oh, Mary. Oh, you're the best sister ever. Oh, I'm the biggest idiot in the world. I mean, it was hashtag fine. Like, I don't even know what the, what the, what the interest rate was. I didn't like, it didn't put me in dire straits, but it was like every month when that came out, I was just like, I keep having to deal with this. And I mean, look, it's a fine, I don't even, it's at my old house, like with my ex-mother-in-law. I didn't even want to take it to Texas <laughs> with me. So it lives at that other house. And I, I wonder if it still it works. It, I'm sure it does. The thing is a tank. It's made of metal. Um, but you had to go and buy special vacuum bags for it. It wasn't bagless. And you had to go to a special vacuum store. Those, you know, like what, those stores you see where you're like, how does that how, exist? Yes. That's why they exist. Because they sell curvy <laughs> bags. You couldn't really buy them online at the time. It was just awful. It was a dumb decision. It was helpful for him, but like, I don't know. It was not a choice I needed to be making. Yeah, it's not not a choice that you should have felt responsible to make either. It's it's a little bit... Putting on your own money airbag before you put on somebody else's (laughs) money airbag. Because you've talked about how dreadfully poor you were when you were in Yeah, that's about when. Yeah. And I was, yeah, um, I could not afford it. And so why did I do that? It was because I was trying to be a good sister and support him. But it was a very bad financial decision. Mm. Mm. Yeah, (sighs) I feel you. I've done that. 
Uh, opening up a Nordstrom. This is not not my, one of mine, but I work next to a Nordstrom, and I was like, I'll open a Nordstrom credit card, and I'll get lunch there every day, and put it on the credit card, and pay the minimums, and that was. But yeah, I got a store card once when I was in college, and I I didn't do it again until I was like thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can handle it. Uh-huh. Um, okay, mine um, is awful, but um, I, this was like four years ago. I think I think it was right before I was on the show. I think um, um, the group that I worked for at my old company gave me a Christmas bonus. It was a really specific amount of money. It was like. A dumb amount of money too. It was like nine hundred and eighty six dollars and like change. Like it was such a weird I'm like, you could have just rounded it up to a thousand. Just give me a clean thousand. But okay. So the good news is is that Dave and I are members of USAA, which USAA is great. Love them. It's great to bank with them. Love checking with them. They have great insurance. La la la. The problem is is they this is also good and bad. They have no banks near me no like physical banks near me they're near anyone in, except if you're in san antonio San Antonio, I which i guess i could drive to san antonio yeah. but that's not going to happen or temple uh, neither of these things are going to happen so um what's great is when you get money out at an atm it can be any atm you do have to eat the you have the fee you know because i'm not a member of bank of america but they reimburse your fee up to a certain amount i don't get that much cash out but that's great like it's it makes it not feel like a penalty However, when you're giving cash, it's real hard to deal with it because you can't deposit it anywhere. There's no bank to deposit it. I can't deposit it at, and maybe they fixed this since then, but they have. You, you couldn't deposit it at like any ATM. So I just had this cash with me. Um, and it was right around Christmas time. It was before. It was like December, you know, mid December or something. And I thought, oh, I'll just buy the kids like um, Christmas presents with some of this. And that'll be great. And I was like, I'm going to move most of it to our little, like, safety. We have a little, it's not a safe, but, you know, a little safety deposit thing with all of our, like, our Social Security cards and passports and shit. And I was like, I'll just move it there. But I didn't. It was just in an envelope. And it was our Christmas party that night. And I had this, like, long purse. See, this is why a fanny pack is good. I had this long purse that was big enough where I could put shoes in it. Like, I could put a pair of flats in. I was dressed up. I was wearing heels, but I knew these heels were going to hurt my feet. So I put these like flats in my purse. And then by the end of the party, I was like, oh, and I had had a few drinks. And I was like, oh, my feet hurt. I pulled my shoes out. We get an Uber. And I remember the Uber was really expensive. Like it was, and we were downtown. It was not, you know, it's 15 minutes from my house. And it was like $90 or something. It was one of those Ooh, crazy, geez. it was like, oh, this is a Christmas party time. You know, we're just going to surcharge you. I mean, it's going to be like surcharging like crazy. But of course, I'm like, whatever. Like, it's fine. We'll just eat it. It's better than drinking and driving. Um, I, I wake up the next day with, you know, a little bit of a hangover. I remember looking at the charge and being annoyed that it was so expensive and then I was leaving to go to work and um, the envelope with all the cash that I had not taken out was gone. No. Nowhere. It was gone. It was gone. It was just gone. And it was cash. So it's not like I could be like, cancel the check or <laughs> it was just cash that was gone. Call was up about, Uber and be like, oh, I believe I oh, left 980 I, whatever yeah, sure dollars in here. They're like, well, I, so I called Uber and they were like, no, we don't have it, obviously. It was also on, it was right by my work. Like it was across the street from where I worked and it's this street called second street. And it's a cute little street though. You know, as with all big cities, there are definitely unhomed people that are around and whatever. I mean, that's a great, Hey, listen, jackpot. Like you found it, man. I, 
Well, even if you're homed, I mean. Yeah, seriously, you're like, fuck yeah, that's (laughs) amazing. I know, so I go into the place. It was like at a wine bar I go in. I'm like, did you happen to find a... And they're like, no, we didn't. We didn't find anything. And I walked slowly up and down the street to see if there was just a random envelope that was there from the night before and it was nowhere to be found nowhere to be found and it just heartbreaking the worst feeling i mean dave did i mean dave was very kind about it thank god i mean obviously he was kind about it but he did say you can't ever get mad about at me about anything again (laughs) which you know isn't true but this is the thing that i was thinking um and when you were saying it just sucks when you're like it the money sucks, but the feeling is like worse. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really value. I pride myself on not being an airhead. I really don't like being, when I make airhead mistakes, it makes me so mad because I usually have my shit together. Like I know where my keys are. I know where my sunglasses are. I mean, occasionally I'll be like, wait, where did I put them? But I, I always say no offense to Bobby or your gender, but I always say men are more airheads because they have like women kind of doing the shit for sure. them. And so it makes me really mad when I make a stupid mistake like that. I just, I'm like, I flog myself and I just feel so dumb that that's what happened. And it was just this simple mistake of all these things I could have done differently. I could have put it away before I left. I could have not, you know, double checked to see if I had it, all these dumb things. And it just, Oh, and because it was like, I did tell the team, I was like, Oh, this is what happened. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they okay. were going to be like, here's some more money. I mean, except I know how much money they made. They could have given me. Honestly, they should have given me more, but whatever. That's, uh, that's neither here nor there. It was my fault. I was the one that was wrong. And it's definitely one of those times where you want to blame somebody else. You're like, but that, no, it's my fault. No. It's totally my fault. No. <sighs> yeah. I, and I, for myself, like so much of my identity is built on being a smart person because yeah. frankly, it's the only thing I ever had, you know, I wasn't pretty or funny or charismatic disagree. or artistic <laughs> or any of that stuff. It was like the only thing I ever had a reputation for being is smart. So you kind of build your brand around that and then when you do something that you feel disproves that, it's yes. really like a, it nothing. shakes my it's faith a blow in myself. To the ego, what no matter I? what. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I have built my house on the sand of being smart. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go and do something dunderheaded, and oh. you're like, oh god, I'm just the same idiot I? as anybody else. Yeah, yes. I guess we're all just dumb humans yep. that really don't. Yeah. Well, we we've got another round, so, yes. so let's, <laughs> let's be dumb again. <laughs> um, I titled this one Baby's First Fender Bender. Mm. So this happened when I was, I don't know, I was working in retail. So I think I was probably like 24, 25, 26 in there. And I got rear-ended. I was, it was not my fault. I was waiting to turn right on a red and there was traffic coming And so I was waiting for the traffic before I turned and someone just did not stop enough. And it was a relatively minor fender bender, but, you know, got out, exchanged insurance information, whatever, whatever. I called Progressive or I don't know if I was with Progressive at that time. And they're like, okay, take it into this bumper fixing place and whatever and you pay the bill and then when we recoup the money from 
the other person's insurance company will reimburse you. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. And um, it was one of those where it ended up with me calling my insurance company and calling my insurance company, and they couldn't get a hold of the other insurance company for some reason. And there was the person wasn't calling them back or whatever. And eventually yeah. I yeah. gave up. So uh-huh. whatever it was, 500 800 $900, I was 25 years old and just ate it because I didn't really know what to do and I wasn't assertive enough Yeah, yeah. to keep pushing. Like my dad would have made those people get down on their knees and beg him to stop calling them for God's sake because he yeah. could do that. I mean, I have – I witnessed my dad – bring medical insurance companies to their knees with his persistence you know an industry where it's pretty explicitly their job to make you give up and go away he just would not (laughs) but i don't have that talent uh and wanting to be a good girl and not make trouble yes make make it easy for everybody everybody else which meant that i lost a big like at least a paycheck. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty five. That's money. That, yeah, and to this day, I regret that. Like I didn't know what I would have done differently to get reimbursed, but I learned you never, ever, ever, ever pay out of pocket for a repair. That no, you're not supposed to have to pay for. Not a no. thing will promise of reimbursement. Yes. Yeah. Never, by your yeah. insurance yeah. company. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like no. what incentive do they have to yes. get me my money, money back? Right. I've they paid it. Care. It's not their money. They don't want to deal with it. Make me go away. Yes, exactly. And that's, I think a lot of it also has to do with like inexperience when you're a young person, especially a young woman where you're like, like you said, you just want to be the easiest person person and compliance yes you're you're trained for compliance yes and I was like okay if that's what we have to do that's what we have to do not like "Mm, I don't think so yes yeah yeah you know later on now boy these are making me think of other things I got in another car accident uh my car got um, not sideswiped, T-boned Ooh. by a, a snowplow. Not Ooh. not a big, huge snowplow, but like a private plowing company where they have like a F-150 with a big plow attachment on it. And he was plowing our across the street, my parents across the street neighbor's garage. And he just backed right out right across the street and straight into the side of my car. Ugh. And the guy was like, oh, we'll bring it over to this garage that's owned by my buddy and we'll oh, fix it up. No. And my dad, thank God, was like, no, yes. absolutely not. We'll go, we'll get quotes, we'll have your guy look at it, we'll have a, like, run it like Abra, look at it, and we'll have the garage I want look at it. Because yeah. the the towing owner, I think, was trying to get out of filing an insurance claim. Sure. Mm-hmm. So he figured if he could just get it cheap enough to pay for it out of pocket, he wouldn't bother. Right. But my dad was having none of that. And thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because... His guy was like, oh, you just need to uh, replace the quarter pan. It'll be fine. And we went to the body shop that my dad liked. And they were like, oh, no, look, the frame is bent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So Fuck that. Yep. The, I'm sure that would have been another situation where I was like, okay. 
Like, yeah, that sounds be, great. I would be happy to bring it to your friend's body shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you dimwit. Stand up for yourself. I know. It's hard, though. It's really you hard. haven't been trained for it. Yep. Ugh. <sighs> All right. I don't want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is making me feel bad. Um, okay. <laughs> this one I half regret and half don't. It, it was dumb. But so this is another story of a dumb thing that I did when I was in school. And this time it was grad school. It was 2007. And I've told the story of how Wonky was acquired. She walked up to my door in 2007, nursing kittens with her boyfriend, asking for food. She had this like ginger tomcat boyfriend. <laughs> and Those ginger tomcats are the I know, worst. They're such <laughs> trouble. And uh, of course, I'm dumb, so I fed her and took her in. And she had ear infections um, for like a month or two when I first got her because she was just a neglected street cat. And so I took care of that. And then it was like, I remember it was a different apartment because I moved out of that place because it was just the worst after a year after my lease was up. So I went to this other place that I was at for the rest of school. And I remember very clearly, I, I was like cleaning the bathroom or something and she was standing on the counter of the bathroom and I saw this green stuff start coming out of her ear. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? And my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, um, is a vet tech. And at the time, she worked at an emergency hospital. So I called her and I was like, Michelle, what is this? Um, she goes, you know, I've never seen that in my life. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, you always love that. When the medical professional goes, huh. Huh, I don't know. That's new. Because I thought, surely, like, okay, this is just something easy and cheap and quick. Um, but again, I was like a broke college. I was in grad school. I was very broke and I was living off student loans, but also working. And I took her into the vet as soon as I could. And it turned out that she had a polyp growing in her ear canal and had ruptured her eardrum. Oh, oh I know. Poor baby. And so I was like, well, I have to do something about that. And they were like, well, the thing that you do about this is you take her to this specialty vet clinic and you get her laparoscopic ear surgery. <laughs> That's something you love to hear when you're like, <laughs> I don't know if oh, I'd I get myself $50 dollars for the rest of your surgery. <laughs> yeah. So it happened to coincide with the beginning of the semester and I got an ex, you know, excess student loan check every semester, um, which was just a little bit of extra money to kind of give me a little breathing room. I shouldn't have taken it, but I did because I needed it and I spent it all on her ear. Oh. And yeah, you know, that's not a good financial decision, but it's an understandable one. Yeah, it, like I, I'm glad I did it. And she, like, they, it was very iffy too because they were like, "Well, if we didn't get every single one of these polyp cells, it's going to just come back and it's going to happen again." And I was like, oh, <laughs> "Please get them all." <laughs> um, and I mean, you know, she's what 17 or something now, and it's never come back. So they must have done a, a good job. Good job, like, yeah. Yeah, it was like twenty five hundred dollars that I did oh. not have to spend on a cat's ear at that point but I, <laughs> I love her and you know i guess i'm glad i did it but boy oh boy it was dumb um you know at least my student loans are gone now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so thanks public service loan forgiveness Meredith, oh, you are such goodness. a sucker in the best way i am such I a know. sucker in a dumb way <laughs> most of my funny like i can justify most of them and that's how they happen right it's yes. like that's how i come up with these decisions it's like well this is justifiable in this specific stupid way <laughs> of course oh uh, no your yours are uh 
noble. Well, yeah. I o- also, I mean, I, I took out a, I opened a J. Crew card in college. Too. <laughs> less noble, just less interesting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, okay, my final one. Though, yes, I'm a mistakeaholic. I'm a financial mistakeaholic. Reformed, but yes. Um, I actually just told myself that I have to stop using my credit card because I'm still not good enough to use a credit card. I'm like, back to the debit card. Because I, I told Dave, I was like, we're never going to be in debt ever again. And... Minus a house because, lol, that's never going to be paid off. Um, But uh, I was, like, using the credit card for points, and I was paying it off. And I was like, I still have a childlike version of using a credit card. Like, where does it? It's free. It's not. And so I'm like, nope, back to the debit card. I have to punish myself. Um, But that is not my financial mistake. My financial mistake was the time that, okay, so I'll set the scene. I was in Los Angeles. I'm pretty, yeah, it was before I was dating Dave. So this was 2003. I was leaving the 24-hour fitness that was by the Arclight on Sunset. Um, driving back to my apartment at like 8.30 in the morning. Obviously smoking a cigarette because I had just finished working out. I so used to do that too in college. Like go to the gym and then have a cigarette on the way home. Like what was I doing? I knew Insane. it was dumb. but So, oh yeah. But it was like, oh, this feels kind of bad, but like good at the same time. Yeah. Like, whatever. It's counterbalanced. Stupid. Um, because that's how science works. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm at Hollywood and High Sunset Highlander. Something I was by Hollywood High School, and I'm stopped at the light there, and I get pulled over. And I'm thinking, I was not speeding. It was 8:30 in the morning in Los Angeles. Like you're not speeding then because it's literally not possible. And the cop saddles up next to me, a motorcycle cop, and he's like, um, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" And I said, "I no, I have no idea why you." pulled me over and he said you just threw a lit substance out of your car (laughs) and I was like I didn't even know that was illegal (laughs) um I like it had never ever dawned on me how my stupid Texas ass like it had never dawned on me that that was illegal and he wrote me up a ticket it was not a moving violation but he wrote me up a ticket for littering which is embarrassing to get a ticket for littering but that's what I was doing. Fully know that now. Um, I um, got the ticket and I, I guess you couldn't do like defensive driving because it wasn't a moving violation. So I was like, okay, so I think, I think I went to court to see what like the sentence was. And they said, you can either do some like crazy amount of service hours. Like it was, if I had been better at it, I would have been able to like get it done, but I can't remember exactly how many, but it was something like a hundred hours in a certain amount of months. Like it was not, it was just something that I was like, I quick okay, like that's I guess every I'll, weekend for, yes. and I, yeah. you know, I'm a 25 year old that wants to party. There's no way that that is actually going to happen. And I worked retail. It was like, just not time. I just, I was the manager of a luggage store. I had it was a very important things going on. <laughs> so I, um, I did at the time say, okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll do the service hours. I'll just, I'll do it. I'll do community service. And then it literally got to, um, two days before it was due. I had done, um, approximately zero community service hours. And so then I just put $400 on my credit card. A $400 cigarette. (laughs) Yeah. I knew they were expensive now. Oh, they were really expensive. And it was just like, I'm not going to complete this. And this was when I was, um, another thing that I had also done was um, attached my credit card to my bank account. So when I ran out of money, um, it would just do a, um, you know, cash advance. 
And so that was part of that whole scheme. So oh yeah, my credit boy. card debt. Oh yeah, Hillary learned some some lessons when she was in her twenties. So I was like, whatever, I'll just put it in my credit card. I'll pay it off at some point. So yeah, it was that that four hundred dollars probably ended up costing me about a thousand dollars. Really, when we're all yep. said and done, because right. there's yep. no way I paid that off. My thirty thousand dollar a year in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, salary that didn't yeah that doesn't get happen. you too far no I don't think so especially when I was paying like a thousand dollars in rent so yeah it was really expensive and really 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 stupid I never threw a cigarette out of my car again then I just had like <laughs> gross water bottles in my car I was like yes I need oh. to put that in. the oh, idea disgusting. of a ticket for littering is so funny to me because in Detroit like if you're just driving around you see like 10 people just throw their fast food bag out the window and just keep like at a stoplight and just it's, like, whatever, like nobody cares. It's, it's weird gross. because, yeah, no, I mean, I used to do that, though. That, I mean, not like any time recently, but in college in Memphis, I feel like Rachel and I used to get like McDonald's and we would just like throw it out of the car. I can't imagine doing that. Insane now to think about. Like, ins- I cannot, we were like, didn't feel anything about it. Like, not at all. And now I'm like, what? Oh, uh, and it was too late to be doing that. Obviously, in 1999, it was clearly too late <laughs> to be doing that. But it just is so weird how. And Memphis is sort of. I love it. Not anymore. Um, I probably Memphis in some ways is similar to Detroit in like that. There is sometimes like people just doing shit. Like it's just uh, wild, like, wild westy. Yes, we were just like whatever goes goes. Um, and that's how we felt. Yep. And I can't believe I did that. They and have bigger yeah. fish to fry. I remember very clearly my mom giving me this lecture when I was, I, I don't know, whenever I had the instinct to like throw a Snickers wrapper out the window of the car or something, I was probably four. And she was like, well, if you do that and then everybody yeah. else on this road does that, what do you think the world's going to look like? And I was like, oh, Ooh, that's my. a good point. Okay. I occasionally on the side of Mopac, the, highway that I live off of I'll see litter and I'm just like that's just fucking disgusting it's so gross it's so there are trash cans everywhere yeah just throw it away and I'm, you don't have to recycle just throw it away yeah it's gross I know anyway yes I have made many financial mistakes but that was those were two that definitely like uh, a little bit egregious uh, yes <laughs> And the fact that he was like, do you know why I'm pulling you over? I'm like, I know. I have no idea why. I'm from Texas. We're allowed to just throw whatever we want. Bat, 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 bat. (laughs) I can't imagine why. Ugh. He was like, I always think since he was on a motorcycle, I'm like, did I hit him with it or something? You might have. I know. (laughs) He was like, that's it. You're done. I saw somebody doing a split lane thing here the other day. And I'm like. I don't think we have that in Minnesota. <laughs> Maybe we do, but I don't think so. Maybe he I, thought we we could have do whatever that here. whatever you can do physically <laughs> is fine. Like I was driving behind somebody the other day. Uh, I think it was on the highway or we were getting onto the highway and a big puff of smoke came out of his car and I was like, oh, he's vaping. Ha ha ha. (laughs) And then it hit like my, you know, my car's air intake. It was fully weed. It was just the driver just getting (laughs) extremely high as he got onto the highway. I was like, well, I'll keep my distance from this guy. (laughs) That doesn't breed confidence. (laughs) No, not at all. Oh, Lordy. Because I'm sure your reaction times are like super normal. It doesn't affect you at all. (laughs) It's terrifying. I mean, like, I would just be, I would 
ki- I would die and I would kill everybody else on the road. Like there's no <laughs> way on earth I would ever do that. And there's just people driving around like intentionally getting high. <laughs> I just can't imagine. Listen, you got a busy schedule. When are you going to Yeah, I guess you got to get it done you work somehow. It in where you can. <laughs> Well, okay, now that we have exposed ourselves for the dum-dums that we are, we are begging you, please join us. <laughs> Let us know that we're not irretrievably we're stupid. We're not the only ones who did this stuff, are yes. we? And, and answer this week's question of the week. When did you pay the dum-dum tax? Please. Please. please to save us. space. <laughs> make something up that makes us yes. feel better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. One time. I got church descent. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to do TG recommends. Um, I actually listened to this today and, and I thought of you cause I thought it was a, there's just this one episode of a podcast that I thought was a very interesting. Um, Slate does this series called one year and it, they just cover stories of a year. Sometimes ones that are like, um, they choose a year and they kind of, they focus on different stories that are, you know, are known, but maybe haven't been like a deep dive into them. So I think the first year they did was like 19, whenever Elvis died, 1977, I think was the year. And then last year they did 95. I actually thought I was going to like 95 more than I did, but I think maybe I'm like too close to it that I was like, I don't like these stories. They're boring. Um, this one was, uh, they're doing 1986, um, which there's only been two episodes so far, but, um, this second episode focused on the challenger which mm, was, i knew you were gonna say that i know which the reason why i thought it what was else happened in 1986 <laughs> no is i didn't really understand i didn't know kind of what prompted it was it was so reagan-y it was like uh you know how they're always like um american school children are falling behind every other country and we need to like pump up homework and really like you know, start going to school on Saturdays or whatever. We need to compete with Japan and China. And this was sort of like Reagan's attempt to be like, we value education. So we're going to put a teacher um, on the challenger. And so it started talking. <laughs> let's, let's not fund schools. No, let's no. Why a teacher in this teacher in space? Yeah, because that's inspirational. Um, and it just talks. What it does is it does it from the point of view of um, like three of the runners up to Kristen McCall. Um, so it was interesting hearing them talk about it and they're talking about it at first sort of dispassionately. They're not talking about like, Oh, we're so sad. It was talking about what they had to go through, how they were chosen, you know, all the, when they went to zero gravity and just all the stuff. And it was really interesting. And honestly, the bit, the part at the end was, I mean, it was really only the last five minutes where they focus on just how sad it was and how, crazy it was and I think I didn't realize Dave and I were talking about it a little today I didn't realize how young she was because I kind of thought well as a eight-year-old or whatever I just thought oh she looks older than I am so she's mm-hmm. old um yeah she, had, she she could be 12 or she could be 80 it didn't yeah. you know you <laughs> didn't, didn't really register the difference, the difference when you're but that age 37 and she had two not that this makes it sadder but she had two like pretty small kids um, and I didn't know any of that. So it was just an interesting perspective of the history of the program and how excited everybody was and how much they really wanted to go. And I, I, I thought it was really cool. So I recommend it. One year, 1986, the second episode. The first episode was interesting. It was actually, Meredith, you know what? This first episode was about Detroit because it was about the no, 
Isaiah Thomas did like the no crime day and it was just focusing on this like one day that he was saying like we're not going to have any crime in Detroit that's a good idea I know sure did not happen let me know how that goes (laughs) have you ever been here (laughs) Um, but it was it was an interesting um, examination of the crime in Detroit at the time interesting Um, yeah yeah so I liked it a lot and they did talk about Space Camp a little bit because it had just opened at that point. Thank mm, you. Yes. And did they talk about how the Challenger disaster affected the box office for Space Camp the movie? <laughs> they did not. They did not. Dip the release that. date and the box office. <laughs> I wanted them to talk about Punky Brewster. That's my that's my biggest memory. I think that has superseded my actual memory of the Challenger. It was just the Punky Brewster episode of her watching the Challenger explode. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, so weird. weird. It is so weird. Um, who has, oh, Meredith. I do. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of hesitate to recommend this, but I've watched the first episode of Unprecedented, which is the Trump documentary by Alex Holder, which is on um, oh. Discovery Plus. And I got the Discovery Plus one week trial just so I could watch this. Um, and I watched the first episode last night and it was, I mean, I don't know. It's so far, it's nothing new. Like you kind of know what what's happening the first episode starts with them with the family campaigning and it's trump watching videos of his kids campaigning for him and just like it's just it's disgusting and fascinating and like it's just you know it's the car wreck that you can't look away from just like his whole entire situation is um but i i there was an interview with alex holder on one of the pod saves yeah, um, Pod Save America. I was it Pod Save America? A couple mm-hmm. like last week, and it was really interesting because he is just like not censoring himself at all. He's just like, yeah, Trump's an idiot. He wears a lot yep. of makeup. <laughs> um, it was just a very interesting. Maybe I should just recommend the interview on Pod Save America. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did a Reddit AMA that was interesting, um, and so he's very candid about what he thinks about this family and Trump in general, and. Um, you know, if you've been following the news and if it's something you're interested in, it's not going to be new information, but it's kind of an interesting behind the scenes look at the yeah. campaign and the whole like time around the election. And the fact that all this footage got subpoenaed and there's so much stuff that he shot that was subpoenaed that was not in the documentary. Like I'm dying to know what did not get in. Yeah. 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 So I think maybe that's why I'm so interested in it. But um I just want to, I wanted to plug Alex Holder and just the idea of him and his interviews um, and how he just seems very like non-political in so far as he's not being calculated. He's being no, pretty no holds bar with his opinion about Trump and his family. And I think, and he mentioned this on the Pod Save America interview when they, I think it was John Favreau who was doing the interview, mm-hmm. was saying, what do, you, what do you think that Trump took to you? And he was like, honestly, I think it's the British accent. Cause yeah, I British. thought he was smart. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just in, you know, some people, some Americans are just like that. But it, it's an interesting position because as a Brit, he doesn't have a, um, I think he said a stake or a, a horse in the, in the political game because it's not like he's going to vote here or whatever. So maybe that lends him the freedom to be not less objective, but to be more free with his opinions than I expected from a documentarian. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was kind of surprised at how open he was. So that was Mm -hmm. really interesting. So then I wanted to go back and watch the documentary. Yeah. Um, And it was very interesting. So there's, there's, it's a three episode series. So I'm going to consume those quickly. I'm sure. 
Um, but yeah, one week free trial. Yeah, I better better get it done. But yeah, it was funny. He said the British accent, and then he said that Trump is obsessed with the Queen. Oh, that makes sense. So he was always asking him about the Queen, as if like everybody who lives in England knows the Queen. Knows her, (laughs) not her personally. Yep, yep. What if you recommended? Jared Kushner's book. What if that oh. was? Oh, <laughs> I heard it was such a good book. <laughs> Speaking of Pod Save America, or was it? It might have been Pod Save the World. I think it might have been Pod yeah. Save the World yeah. when yeah. they uh, talked about the review, review. of the book. Yes, how oh, awful so it was. Such a good review. Yeah, I think the Jared Kushner doesn't appear in the documentary for the for a little while, like until like I don't know more than halfway through, and I was like, oh, finally we get to this like this wet dish rag of a human. I can't God. wait. <laughs> To hear what fake shit he says. He's such a goober and he thinks he's so smart. See, this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid I'm like a weird low rent, high rent, Jared Kushner, where like I think I'm smart and everybody else around me is like, oh God. No, 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 no. That's what we're saying all the time. We would tell you. She's just like Jared Kushner. Yeah, we do whisper that behind your back. She's so much like Jared Kushner. And she keeps saying she solved Mitty's piece. If you were like that and we didn't tell you, we would be the worst friends on earth. Don't worry. We're not. That's true. I don't actually think you'd be my friends if that was who I was. But I I just I am so afeard of being as self-deluded as he is. <laughs> oh God. Someone oh, who's right. had the cushiest, yes, cushioneriest yeah. <laughs> life possible to the point where he thinks he's something special. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Nope. Uh, he's disgusting. Yes, he is. So vaguely recommend, but just the whole situation is very interesting to me with the yeah. documentary. I, I avoid any moving images of Trump. Yes, yeah, pretty gross. Um, so yeah, far, he it's gives more... me the icks so well, bad. Yeah, it's more his kids so far, but they're also just as icky. Yeah, yeah that's in true. different ways. Yeah, Don Jr. is it, real icky. He is. Real there's a lot icky. of Don, but there's more Ivanka just because she's like more palatable. Yes, I'd yeah, say it's yeah. like fifty percent her. Those long ass <sighs> teeth. I'm telling you, look at her teeth. They're so long. Yeah, I, I mean, know. she clearly had them. Done. Yeah, she talks kind of weird, too, because of yeah. it. Um, it's hard to talk around these giant fence posts in her mouth. <laughs> okay, enough about... I don't want to talk about the stupid family anymore. Let's talk about how to get involved with this show. Um, our website is theshowhaseverything.com. You can join our Facebook group. That's where you can answer our question of the week and get into cool discussions with everybody else. They're always fun. And our show Twitter is at Tishy Show. Bobby updates it constantly every day, multiple <laughs> times a day. On the hour. <laughs> on the hour, yep. Gosh, I wish he would stop. It's so annoying. Our email is tshishow at gmail.com. Um, you can send us a voice memo that way. Just record it on your phone, just like Ted does. Thank you, Ted. Um, and email it to us, and we'll play it or not play it. It's up to you. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear your voices. Um, you can also fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Has anyone faxed him recently? No. We used to get a lot use, of faxes. I'm going to use my, like, at work, we have, like, one of those computer or not printer fax machines. Yeah. I'm going to fax them something. Yeah. That's kind of the bummer. The only bummer thing about not going into an office anymore is I don't have access to an awesome printer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, truly. Sometimes it's the only thing that makes it worth yeah. it. They're like, fax us your paperwork. And I'm like, how does anyone do that? Please <laughs> stop telling people to fax things. Um, okay. Thank you for joining us. That was everything about us being dumb about money, except not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not so much worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
Yeah. <laughs>